0: Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Classic
2: Hits.
0: You may have noticed, so you can't help but notice, we talked about it today and yesterday to some degree. And we're talking about the overall career and Simon Coveney today. And the hoo-ha that's going on in the government at the moment. And really and truly, it's very difficult to believe anything that's coming out of any of their mouths at the moment. And I'm surprised at the Irish people. I really am so surprised at you. I mean, we are a people and we were always a people who stood up to injustices. And yes, we have a group of politicians. And it's like, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. They're like monkeys all sitting there covering each other. Like, the the best I heard was yesterday, or yesterday evening, in relation to Leo Varadka going to the gig at the weekend. And I want to make this abundantly clear. I couldn't give two fiddlers who goes to a gig in London, to a full capacity gig. I would go tomorrow myself if I had the time to go. I just don't have the time nor the patience to do something like that. But I would like to do it. And if there was a full gig tomorrow in London and somebody gave me two tickets and two flights, I would go, Right. So I'm not going to be a hypocrite, but I'm not on the air every day telling you what you should and shouldn't do. Leo Veranker is. So Leo Veranker said that the British were setting a bad example with their hundred percent capacity. He was the very one, like Lee, uh, Martin, and uh, I suppose. The Minister for Health and an effort to suggest the reopening of the entertainment industry was done on a cautious approach. In other words, that we only have 70% capacity or whatever it was and 50% for mixed vaccinated and unvaccinated, etc, etc. Meanwhile, he pisses off to London and goes to a gig with full capacity. That basically is speaking from both sides of your mouth. That is not leading by example. It's not illegal. He's not breaking the guidelines, but he's breaking the spirit of the guidelines, right? So it was wrong. It was a bad move. And whoever is advising him needs to be fired. But what makes it worse then is, Hall Martin, and I believe Jerry Bullimer said it on radio today, turned around and said whatever Leo Varanca does in his private life is not his business. That everybody's entitled to a private life. Nonsense. Absolute and utter nonsense. Because at Golfgate, for example, which is not the same thing, but I'm just saying, at Golfgate, that was their private time they're still responsible for what they do. Everybody is responsible, particularly if you're in a position of power for what you do in your private time. If a government minister or somebody did something that was seen to be completely immoral, even maybe not illegal in their private time, they'd probably lose their job because they're bringing the government into disrepute. So Michal Martin is wrong. And he has no kahunas. And the reason he's no kahunas and the reason he's not going to do anything about Simon Coveney or Leo Varadkar, that is his need if Simon Coveney's done anything wrong, although Simon says he hasn't. He believes that Catherine Zabone basically didn't get the gist of what he was trying to say in relation to a planned position rather than an offer of a position. Although she did say thank you so, so much for the offer. (laughs) So she believed it was a job. Anyway, he's not going to get rid of any of them because if he does... There'll be a general election. Which brings me to tonight's topic. We're looming. It's getting close. And for the sake of the Irish people, probably a good time to do it. Although, in saying that, I'm pretty sure you'll end up voting for the same people again anyway. So it won't make a huge amount of difference. It just wastes two or three months. But let's see what happens. There could be a general election before the end of the year. If things keep going the way they're going at the moment, it's a possibility. I'm not going to put money on it. Well, actually, I did. And I lost. I put money on it here with the boss going back about six months ago that the general, there would be a general election before August. I wasn't far off, I don't think. Now, why? I know I said June. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> you were there. You witnessed. June. was June. Is that what I said? I said it would be called in June, but it would be in August. All right. I was off. Okay. Now. Generally speaking in general elections in this country the turnout is pretty bad. I mean the last general election had a 62% turnout. That was the 2020 general election. You probably don't remember because the last 18 months is just a blur to be honest with you. Um it was the fourth lowest turnout in the history of the state for general elections. Uh, 62%. Marriage equality referendum 60%. For a referendum that was a pretty good turnout. The repeal of the 8th, the abortion referendum, 64%, which was a record. One of the highest that we've ever had. So generally speaking, the highest we're ever going to get is 60%. And if you go down to just really some of the bad, the worst turnouts, the children's referendum, you ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Children are the most important thing that we have in society. Protecting children or not protect them as the case may be. I don't know how you voted in that referendum. Personally speaking, I voted no. And it wasn't because I didn't want to protect children. I believe it gave too much rights or too many rights to the state. I found that out later on, by the way, when it came to family law. But anyway, 33% of you turned out and believed it was important enough to vote in that referendum. 33%. That is despicable. That is the voting population. 33% of the voting population believed it was important enough to turn out and vote for the children's referendum going back a few years ago. So... While the turnout in general elections and by-elections is usually significantly lower than in general elections, for example, the figures still prompt concern. Um, Some blame a kind of wider dissatisfaction with politics in general, and that's why people won't bother going to vote. Like, in other words, if there was a general election next month, people would say, what's the point in voting? You know what I mean? It's the same bleeding ages all the time. Like It's it's not going to be any different. Dissatisfaction is one of the main reasons for people not voting. But that dissatisfaction comes from the fact that you're probably not voting. And there always has been that argument that if you don't vote, you have no right to give out afterwards. Your mother and father probably told you that when you were young. So the other thing that affects voting is the weather. In Ireland, of course, the weather, the time of the year. If it's cold, it may not, uh, you know, you may not have people coming out to vote. They tried moving it to a Saturday and Saturday voting was described as dead in the water because the children's referendum was on a Saturday and that was one of the worst turnouts. So Saturday voting makes no difference whatsoever. So what's the solution to this? To encourage people to vote. And if you don't like the government and you don't like Sinn Féin and you don't like Fianna Gael, Fianna Fáil, Labour, you can vote for an independent. You don't have to vote for the main political parties. So <clears throat> what's the solution? What about compulsory voting? Compulsory voting is an effect of laws which require eligible citizens who are registered to vote, to vote and may impose penalties on those who fail to do so. 22 countries provide compulsory voting and 11 of them enforce it. Belgium, for example, people over the age of 18 who are registered to vote are obliged to present themselves in a polling station. They get a fine if they don't or can go to jail. In Australia, you get a fine of $60. If you don't, you pay the fine. It doubles. And if you don't pay that, you can go to jail. Well... In Belgium, for example, they don't have to cast a vote. Those who fail to present themselves without proper justification, in other words, I'm in hospital, I'm dying, or I'm not in the country, at their polling station can face prosecution. Furthermore, if you fail to vote in the last four elections, you lose your right to vote for 10 years, which I think is a really good idea. So if you, for example, let's say two uh, two elections, if you don't vote in two elections in this country, you lose your right to vote for 10 years. That's a good idea, isn't it? or a fine of some description. Some say it essentially, I suppose, it's a compelled speech act, which violates freedom of speech because the freedom to speak necessarily includes the freedom not to speak. And to try to explain that, the reason why a lot of countries won't bring in, you know, compulsory voting is because they believe it goes against freedom of expression. So some people don't vote out of protest. But you can do that anyway by turning up. You go to your polling station, you take out your polling card, and you put an X across it and stick it in the thing. You spoil your vote. That still counts as a vote, so to speak, or as a turnout. You've turned up, you've signed it, and you put an X on it. But tonight I want to know what you think of the idea of compulsory voting. In other words, compulsory turnout. Not necessarily voting, because again, that goes against your right of freedom of speech and freedom to express yourself. Should voting be compulsory in Ireland, resulting in a fine... If you don't go to a polling station or indeed a ban for voting or losing your right to vote for 10 years. I want to get your thoughts. The number is 087-188-008. Now, can I just point out over the last two days, we have had a go with the government over Catherine Zappone, over Simon Coveney, over Leo Varadkar. We know all that. I don't want to go down that road for an hour. We know all that. We know what's going on there. We know we're disinterested. We know we're dissatisfied with politics in this country. We know that. Let's focus on the actual question: Should we bring in compulsory voting? Let me go to Seamus. Seamus, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Seamus?
3: How are you doing, Noel? How's it going?
0: Good. Now, Seamus, there's definitely a dissatisfaction at the moment with Irish politics. There's oh, no... you better believe it. Okay, yeah. so there's no doubt about that. Okay, we don't. That's not even open for discussion. We we did that yeah. today and we did it yesterday, right? Yes. Yeah. And I don't want to go over it all again. So when it comes to a general election, which I predict there may be one, or there could be one before the end of the year, which might be another waste of three months. Let's hope. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, when it comes to a general election, do you believe people should be forced to vote? I think,
3: you know, using that language in itself, look, being forced to vote, it almost sounds anti-democratic in its methodology, so to speak, you know, like forcing someone to vote. It's almost like forcing someone into a place where they can't even vote. But I just don't think, I don't think the solution is to force people to vote. Unfortunately, then you'll have a lot of confused people or people are just completely disinterested in marking an X anywhere on the card at anyone out of, you know.
0: Well, you don't don't have to vote. You can go to the polling station, hand in your registration card, get marked off the thing and then just put an X and chuck it in the yoke. That's a turnout.
3: I think the better solution overall is to bombard social media, mainstream media as well radio stations like yourselves do it, but other stations like national and state broadcasters, and it's never going to happen, as we know, in this country. But the idea is to bombard people with a certain level of education about the importance of voting in the months leading up to the actual general election. That being, that you have, I think, it's five choices on your card. You select your preference, OK, one, two, three, four, five, whatever, OK? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, the, you are
0: right, James. I think there are so many people in this country who don't know how to vote.
3: They don't know how to vote. And, and by
0: the way, there's been recent research in relation to this. People, for example, a lot of people go for the good-looking candidate or the candidate who looks nice.
3: Um, you that's, know, that, I mean, that's quite that's common.
0: Just,
3: that's, it's kind of frightening when you think about it. You know, that's, that's, if that's true, I, I'm really worried. But look at the state of what, you know, this country and where we're at now. Look at what, what I believe is that we should be bombarding the general public of all ages who are eligible to vote in the months leading up to an election campaign and the importance of a voting card, and I'm sure this time around, in this uh, next general election, it will go around as a WhatsApp or a, you know, an Instagram shot for for many people out there, because mm. the the fact of the matter is, if you don't cast your vote, or you say, ah, I couldn't be bothered, you know, I can't be arsed, to be honest, because I'm sick of the government, and sure, it'll, it'll always be the same. It'll always be the same if you don't vote, because you're... That's You're basically giving the the, um, the mandate to the current government. So you have no right to actually sit there and moan about them. This is how Leo Ferreira is in terror at the moment and has been over and is running the muck, I suppose, on the, on the country for the last few years, especially through COVID and all the rest, right up to this week. It's because he only got in on the fifth count. And that was by counting those votes of those who are um, undecided or did not, you know, the Sinn Féin, where
0: they didn't have another candidate, yeah.
3: Yeah, well that's another reason. But then we say yeah. they'll bombard the candidates the next time around, there's no doubt about that. But I,
0: I don't you know, I if if it had been last June, for example, and there was a general election, I would have said that Sinn Fein would have got in, right? Because if they did yeah. extremely well if they had to run more candidates, they probably would have yeah. got in, right? But now I don't see that because they've kind of disappeared again. And they're not, they haven't been good in opposition. They've been singing from the same hymn sheet uh, when it came to lockdowns and everything else. Yeah. So realistically, I haven't heard much opposition, some every now and again, but I haven't heard generally much opposition from them.
3: Unfortunately, we know, the country knows it, especially through COVID, I think a lot more people in this country are a lot more educated in terms of the state of politics because thousands of hundreds of thousands of us, millions of, in fact. I found ourselves sitting at home listening to the likes of your station and really getting clued in as to what's actually really going on in this
0: country Not
3: without listening to state um, well maybe like our people listening to stations But like I, do, I
0: do think there's a change and you may not Can agree with me it. in the last two weeks I have noticed and I'm not one to give compliments to the national broadcaster at any stage and I haven't up to now, but I have noticed a change, particularly in the evening show with Sarah McInerney and what's the man's name? Owen, something yeah. other. I, I did listen to that now and again. And I have noticed a change that th- instead of just running with the government constantly, they're challenging it quite a lot. I've noticed that. And, I, and it, I've seen a turn. It,
3: it, there is a slight turn, but you know, that, that it doesn't go far enough. There's only a slight turn, really. Maybe there's, you know, certain members of the end of state broadcast are not happy with it the current state of the government and probably worried about their own jobs into the future. Who knows? But I think ultimately, ultimately really, I mean your stations like your, private radio stations are very popular like Iran and others out there north and south of the country. Like, they're, they're but the that's our job. Really, our
0: job is to challenge things that we believe are wrong.
3: Yeah, that's that's true. And unfortunately, it's, it's not the way the state is run. We need to bombard everyone. Through social media campaigns, Here's the importance of the voting card. If you don't vote on this card, this is where your vote will get cast. So you're effectively giving a mandate to the current government. So you've no right to sit there and kind of moan about it. Why? Because you failed to go in and vote and now who you are stuck with the Okay, so what are you going to
0: say to Joe Public or Mary Public who says to you, Seamus... What's the point in me voting? The same crowd of clowns are going to get in anyway, and I'm only going to end up with the same government, most likely. No,
3: well, well, my my response to them would be no, that's not the case, because there's many people like you out there with the the same opinion, but unfortunately, there's too many of you you failing to actually vote. If you actually did go out and vote, you will see a change. There's already like a seismic change in terms of the attitude towards what, what the people want as a government, and unfortunately, Unfortunately, we're now stuck in a situation probably for another year and a half, hopefully less now, whereby we've had um, the new transparent of ball moralised um, which was pontificated by Michal Martin in the last campaign back in t- December
0: 2019. Look, um, Mihal yeah. is happy just to get a crack at the whip. I mean, as somebody mentioned today in a text, I mean, this is what Ireland has had for the last 50 years, which is career politicians. Yeah. And yeah. and that's what we have. We have career politicians who are just in there for a pension and stay in there as long as they can. And they get the top like Hall and get a crack at the whip once. You know, on a one-off yeah. occasion. Well done to them. And that's all they're there for.
3: And was expense, Niall? Well, well, the There's public, public suffering expense, that's of course. You know, I just won't go into too much detail, but what, what really found, I found annoying as well, and it seems to be glazed over, uh, over the last couple of weeks, Simon Cowan, came out on the news about the the Afghan situation. Now, as horrendous as it is with the refugees and that whole turmoil in the Middle East, he had the gall to turn around and make a, a public appeal to the general public, who are homeowners out there, and um, to... Um, Get in contact with the relevant government department to offer to uh, host and home um, uh, the Afghan refugees that they 'll be bringing into this country. I just found it sickening because, under his term of government in the last um, since two thousand uh, sorry in the, the last seven years the the number of homeless ch- children in this country has actually tripled up to four thousand. So it was quite, you know, it was it was stomach-turning to watch him make an appeal to the general public here, to offer that that, that hand of him, um, you know. But there's a, a general there's general, no he, there's
0: no doubt that Coveney's in a spot of hot water at the moment. But let's be, to be water, to, yeah. He, but shame, he, is, shame he, is to be clear, he hasn't been the worst in government. I he mean, he he act. did work hard during Brexit. You might not agree with everything he did, but he is a hard worker. So he, he you know, he, I mean, look. He's, at the moment he's not doing too well as we've <laughs> all seen he's certainly he's been before the Oroctus Committee yeah. twice uh, he's conveniently deleted a lot of texts from his phone and yeah. you know and look it's in very awkward situation now that he's yeah, now we, in having to explain himself talk. and I can read between the lines between the texts and everything else with Captain's opponent yeah. it seems to me that she's she's the type of person who will hassle and hassle and hassle until she gets what she wants and you know and I, you can see that from the text that he said she sent to Simon and again and to Leo oh, and uh, Leo Edgar as well who too basically Simon yeah. under the bus you can and see that she is the type that will just keep going until she gets what she wants, which was wrong, by the way, because she's not allowed yeah. under the legislation. Um, a, f- a former minister is not allowed to make contact with a minister, I believe, for at least a year, and they're not allowed to lobby to influence, which is exactly what she was doing. So well, we well, all know that's been happening.
3: We're already down the road of dangerous lobbying with um, politicians. We know that Pascal Dunn is involved. They're all caught red-handed. Well, we,
0: well we, we don't know what she said to Pascal. Pascal is denying, of oh, course, right. she spoke about the position no, and either. talked about the UN instead. So.
3: Well, the public, we see the details. You kind of know it already. We don't need to know. Of course it, it, we do. It, of course. It, it we do. Look, look, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's I, I, there, listened, right?
0: I listened to Neil Richmond yesterday, you know, on radio. And to listen to the man, I'm saying, are these people, do they think the Irish public are thick? Because he kept saying she wasn't offered the role. And yeah. Sarah McInerney kept saying, but let me read the text again to you. Says, Thank you so, so much for A the watch. offer. Yeah. So I mean, what that's, is he offering her? <laughs> I mean, you don't need to be a barrister to work that <laughs> out. No, no. He <laughs> no, but he just kept yeah. saying it, and, and it I was know. just get and you know, it just sounded. And I said, do they realise they sound pathetic? You well, know what right, I mean? Isn't
3: it akin to the response by me, Martin only yesterday or today was um in response to the the shenanigans with, with that's ongoing going with uh, Simon Covey. His response was, "Oh." We'll, we'll learn much more lessons. We'll learn and we'll try but, to... Do but he said choice. last and week we should
0: just move on, draw a line the sand, no, move on. No, 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 no. So it's no, not no a big deal. Not on, a big no. deal.
3: No, I tell you, we'll move on when we cast the, cast the ballot in the <laughs> next election because that would be telling. You know?
0: OK, we're getting, getting back to of voting. Do you believe people should be fined then if they don't? No, I no. think
3: fining people is draconian. I just don't... I don't agree with it. I kind of get the purpose of it. Like, you know, I understand...
0: It's very common in Australia, by the way.
3: Well... It's, yeah, it's
0: 65, $65 fine, which is $120 if you don't pay it in yeah. 28 days. The only flip
3: side to that, Nile, is right, say, say you have a threat of fining somebody. You'll have a lot of people. That could be thousands of people, you know, or tens of thousands of people if not millions. In fact, that could just mark X on anyone on that card and that really distorts an election campaign. Whereas with the unknown vote, I suppose, like, you're... So you're you're saying somebody who's uneducated
0: will go in and just vote for somebody randomly rather than get the fine?
3: I think it's safer to get an educated vote rather than something just scribbled down on a paper on the basis of a threat of a fine. That's more dangerous. What should be done is we should have mainstream uh, media, along with social media, bombarding the, um, the nation... Um, a few months beforehand, right up to the date, rather like the mind controlling ads we had with Irish Water, pay your charges, blah blah blah, and look where that went. The people woke up. they haven't done it now with this whole situation we're in, but time will tell. But I think we should be bombarding the the, the nation with that kind of um, media coverage on the importance of the voting card and the implications of the voting card. If you choose not to vote, this is what happens. You basically give the mandate to the current. I don't vote. I see. I
0: don't think everybody realizes that. You know.
3: Well, they need to, they need because to some people to do, don't vote you know, out
0: of protest, which is not really the way to yeah. protest. Uh, there's know. ways and means, you know, there's
3: ways and means to do these things. I know there's... there's yeah, you, you know, can vote
0: for Justin to. the Turkey if you want to, you know.
3: yeah. yeah. But people, you know, if they want to look at the historical situation you know, a hundred years ago, people fought for that right in this country to be able to vote for your own government. You know,
0: yeah.
3: And I suppose they should feel that kind of, you know. That kind I, of
0: I'm man. waiting, by the way, for somebody to say that tonight. My grandfather stood outside the GPO because, <laughs> because the amount of people's grandfathers that were outside the GPO, the, G- well, the O'Connell Street would have been packed.
3: <laughs> say, well, my, say own great, my own great grandfather. He went to prison in this country for it anyway. So did he? He's, in the, he's in, the, in the history museum in Dublin.
0: All right, he wasn't outside the GPO by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, I don't he? know, right.
3: you know. He, yeah, so I what was his name?
0: What was his name, Seamus?
3: Uh, I won't, the second surname was Burke.
0: All right. Okay. I don't okay. Have
3: any more information? But he—he's there. He's—he's—he's he's, he's in the end. Um, the history museum and the um, right. Yeah, he, played, okay. he fought for the cause, and he went to prison for it. But you know, but he was one of those rebels, I guess.
0: But- All right, well, you should have been well proud of him. But we'll stay there for a second, Seamus. Let me just go to Anthony as well. Anthony, an Ireland's classic hits. Anthony, I mean, you've heard what Seamus said. You know, by forcing people to vote, you might have some people who are uneducated. Let's be clear when it comes to politics, and they'd walk into a polling station and vote for somebody rather than just getting a fine, and they wouldn't even know who they're voting for. Would that be any worse?
2: Well it, would, well, it would. Well, it would be all.
0: because then it gives you a skewed version of what people should be voting for.
2: Well, I think what the biggest problem is, you see, <clears throat> when I got the phone call from your researcher there earlier on, I'm in my forties, and it was even going on when I was a child. You were either in a Fianna Fail house, Fianna Gale house, yeah. or a Labour house, yeah, and you were told nearly from the time you could walk who to vote for. Yeah, our house and was and a, a lot Fianna Fail house. Older people, and it's mostly the older generation vote. And they vote, being a fall, being a gale, being a fall, being a gale, over and over and, it, and, over and a little again. dash
0: of labour every three thousand votes. Yeah,
2: but I've been mean, labour I never. Heard of them.
0: <laughs> but then, anyway, I don't think most of the voters know who they are either. To be honest with you, this stage well, they, well. Know,
2: the
3: they know who now. labour are now in Dublin South, um, Dublin South uh, East, there in the uh, Dublin mm-hmm. Bay. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, they cast their votes in the, um, the, the, the uh, by-election, and I suppose Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael were out on that one, and there was plenty of photos showing me Hall Martin propping up, them, um, the Fianna Gael candidate, James Gagan, um, under, uh, with, along with Simon Coveney and other adgar and that one flattened their face, thankfully, mm-hmm. but that's more or less indicative, you know, with a result like that coming from a dublin Bay uh, by-election, and, the, you know, these are the, I suppose, the elite of society who are effectively running many companies and business and banks around this country that run the system. And they're in politics as well in the background, but in the, the what
2: senior I public.
3: I think a, lot of, older people, that's
2: a lot of older people will still keep voting the same. But I think what might change in the next election is the older people will remember how they were treated in the nursing home. And they'll remember it was Fianna Fáil and Fianna were in government. But I mean, Hang on, weird. hang on. You
0: see, you keep saying that, right? People say that all the time. Oh, we'll remember when the elections come around. But sure, look what happened. You know, Fianna Fáil are in government. The same party who people said they would never vote for again back in 2010 when the country was put into an economic decline uh, by the same parties. It was almost like there was national amnesia.
2: Yeah, but you see now, what's after happening now, like Joan Burton was the kiss of death for the Labour Party. Leo Varadkar is the kiss of death for Fianna Gael. Between, I
0: do think so. Between, I think he's like Teflon. But
2: go on. Between no, be, Teflon. Yeah, nothing sticking was to him. Standing in Ten Downing Street with Theresa May saying he thought he was in love. Actually, <laughs> uh, comparing socks with the Canadian Prime Minister. They had matching socks.
0: And picking his and nose in public. A letter to Kylie
2: signed Leo V. That yeah, Elizabeth <laughs> II. Right? I mean, people do remember that people do remember that and me hall martin is the kiss of death of Fall. I mean, yeah, but yeah, but you you you've got, you know got really the likes it? of
0: Simon Harris there who's TikTok-ing and day trying to appeal to the young people. And let's be clear, Anthony, the young people's vote, you know, the kind of 18 to 25-year-old, the college vote, is the one they're trying to appeal to. Because they're, you look what they've done in the last two referendums. They're the ones who'll swing them over the line. So if they're sticking out TikTok videos and Leo continues to be trendy with his lovely bags and shoes and socks and everything else, I mean, that's who they're appealing to. Because most young people in college don't, they, let's be clear about it, we're a little bit wiser, right, myself and yourself and Seamus, right? But most young people, you ask your average college student about Leo going away for the weekend, they don't understand the significance of that and why morally that was wrong. They just think, "Ah, oh, sure, fair play to me, he's gone over to a gig, isn't that great, I do it myself. So they, they don't think of it like we do.
3: No can well, you just I don't come in know. there for I a
2: second think, no yeah, I think you could give them a bit more credit than that No, they're a no, bit I no,
0: I I mean I'm not saying they're uneducated sorry Seamus, you wanted to say something there
3: No no just 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 in light of those comments there I understand and like there is a a young Phoenix and prop up out there on TikTok with the, the likes of them, um, Simon, um, Harris and, and co. But what they, young people need to be reminded of, especially those in their 20s and heading for their 30s at some point, you know, they'll be looking for their own homes and so on. And to be reminded of the facts that Leo Varadkar only a few years ago told young people that when it comes to the housing crisis, he said, move in with your parents or ask your parents for your inheritance to right, leave the country. That's yeah. what he said. Yep. Yeah. It's not so trendy when they're in that position then. So they need to remember these things and enlighten themselves. And that, in that light, like, see the importance of that voting card. Remember that if you don't pick anything on the voting card or don't select somebody else and you leave it um, blank, it effectively gives the mandate to the same man who's
2: after shaft and you for the last number of years. And that's yeah. the reality. Yeah, yeah but, a, but I mean, okay,
0: but Anthony, what about a fine if you don't vote? Is, is that fair?
2: Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because most of the people that I hear moaning and complaining, I'm not voting, sure, what's the point? It'll be the same old shower again. And I say, well, sure, if you're not going to vote, nothing is going to change. There is no way in the next election mm -hmm. I'll vote for anyone except Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. Anybody. I like the Social Democrats, I must admit, I would give them a chance. Would you? And I would give Sinn Féin a chance because it couldn't get any worse. Would you? Anyone but the two Fs.
0: Yeah. I agree F <laughs> 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 but what about what about what they do in Belgium if you don't vote in four elections you lose your right to vote for ten years
2: well that's a bit pointless isn't it that's defeating the purpose <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it kind of is, is it? but it does punish you
2: yeah but sure, I mean if you want to force people to vote then if they don't you, you, they you, they you don't have to
0: do it for the <laughs> next ten years anyway <laughs> <It's> you're grand
2: <laughs> no that's silly like
0: yeah, somebody says, Are oh, you not going to mention the presidential election? So why? It's not important. Who cares who's the president with the greatest respect? <laughs> they have no yeah. power. Um, should they just say I mean the whole idea of the president of this country is they can refuse to sign a bill, but sure Higgins has never refused to sign anything. You know, he's he just sitting there with anything. a pen in his hand, waiting patiently. <laughs> so let me go to Charlie,
2: Charlie <laughs> living it up in a <laughs> mini palace.
0: Yeah, he's got a lot of work done there, I believe, too. And let me go to yeah. Fern. Fern, you're in yeah. Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Fern?
4: Hey, Niall, how are you?
0: Good. Fern, I mean, do you believe that you should be obliged to vote by law?
4: Well, I think it's blinking important, isn't it?
0: Well, it is blinking important.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the day, right, as a woman, I registered to vote as soon as I could because I think at the end of the day we fought so hard to be able to vote. Yeah. So why would you ignore that? And I also believe it should be the same of men, too, particularly Irish men you know i mean especially considering look we've only been we've only had a government for not that long
1: yeah
4: so therefore why would after all the fighting that they did in 1916 why would you and before that obviously why would you not use those rights that were so hard fought for
0: because you feel a bit Disenfranchised, you feel dissatisfied with the political arena and the, the political climate, and people mm-hmm. feel like that when you've only got the you know the, the 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 original parties that have always been there. Well, I know we had the PDs for a while, going back a while ago. Uh, poor old Desi sure, he didn't he, he pass away there recently, but I mean you've the same parties who are all singing from the he- same hymn sheet. There was a time when mm-hmm. Labour, Fianna Fail, and Fianna Gael were very different. In their in their yes. thought, Finnegall were very much a conservative party. Yes. Finnegan were more so very lib, well, more liberal certainly. And Labour were for the working man, or, you know, and represented the unions, et cetera, et cetera. Now they all are pretty much the same.
4: Well, yes, yeah. as as I said to your producer when he well, rang me first thought of all, I did say then that at the end I do think it's vitally important to vote, but at the same time, sometimes voting for A, you get the same result as when you would have voted for B. They all sing a very pretty tune when they're canvassing, of course. But then, when it comes to the actual, down to the nitty gritty of giving what they promised, it's not necessarily the case.
0: Mm. And what about so the in, what about the independence? I mean, I, I know you're not uh, from Ireland, Fern, originally no. you're from Wales. So, so are you are you registered to vote here?
4: I am, but then I don't believe I have the right, even though my grandmother was Irish I'm related to half of the town I live by, but. Um,
0: why do, you, I don't why do you not believe you don't have the right to vote? You're living here, because, for God's sake. I,
4: no, I've, uh, yeah, I've been living here 26 years now. Well, then uh, that gives you the
0: right to vote, as far as I'm I know, concerned. I,
4: do, I, I, I can vote for when it comes to like local election stuff and elections in general when it comes to the government. When it comes to referendums, for example, the... the uh, Marriage equality what, and repeal exactly, the 8th, yeah. Exactly, that I have no say in. But And then, of course, I there's rules, and I will oblige by them, but I think they're pretty blinking important to be able to, to vote for these things in any case you can. Otherwise, what was the suffragist movement for? Do mm-hmm. You know, what was, what was the whole fight for independence for? So, I mean, look now in the UK, the majority of the Scottish did not vote for Brexit.
0: And the same in Northern Ireland as well.
4: Exactly. But then, because the population may be higher in England, yep. they therefore, what they say goes. Oh, you know I mean? Well that's go. well
0: that's what happens when you're part of a continent so to speak.
4: Yeah, but you, you know what I'm monarchy? saying at the end of the day you have to it, what's the point in fighting for the, those independences if you don't use them?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I know I I do understand what you're saying, but not everybody feels the same way. So I mean there are a lot of people listen to you friend and say, "Yeah, okay, I agree with you friend, that's great, that's wonderful, but I just don't want to vote because I don't think any of them are worth voting for."
4: Yeah, that's true. That's true, but then if you look at the most recent Thing, where everyone, there was a higher vote for Sinn Féin than normal. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was because more people wanted to make... That was a protest point. vote, I think, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, know,
0: so, it doesn't necessarily mean Sinn Féin were actually that popular, to be honest, which I don't believe they were. Yeah. I think it was a protest.
4: But then that's just
2: it. I mean, I know, at the end of the day... Sorry, Fern, but sorry. Niall, how can... I'm oh, sorry to interrupt you, but Nile, how can anyone... Chase, we're that?
0: all very polite tonight aren't we, to each other. What's going on?
2: Well, I don't <laughs> have, like interrupting the lady when <laughs> she's talking, but I just wanted to pick up on her point there. She's perfectly correct in everything that she said. And on top of that, nobody could come on air here tonight and say Sinn Féin would be crap in government or the Social Democrats would be crap in government because they never were in government. Mm. So you can't criticise what you don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, you can't Chris, you you can still guess what they might be like.
2: You can't, you can guess.
0: But you, you can guess by their policies is. and by can, by what they, be, their beliefs. I
2: can guess it might be really. Right. I mean and you'd vote for the well. social
0: democrats, I wouldn't vote for them if my life depended on it. So you, do you understand what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, but I mean you can't say that they'd be rubbish in government because they never had the opportunity to be in government.
0: Might as well like putting but, Joe Biden in there, but go on, yeah, sorry.
2: Could it be any worse than it is yeah, at Yeah,
0: of course it could. The two
2: Fs, like, Of I course it could be F- worse,
0: Well, it could always be worse. You know, it exactly. can always be worse. It can be
2: better, but it can always be worse. I don't think so. I don't think it could get any worse than it's been in the
0: last couple of years. Would you agree, Seamus? Was oh, he gone? Is Seamus gone? Um, no, I'm sorry. I thought I didn't
4: mean. Was you, well,
0: fair. Uh, I mean, do you? I mean, it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of nod and winkery going on at the moment, and a, and a fair bit of um, lying probably going on too. But but in saying that, would you do you think, as Anthony says, it couldn't be any worse?
4: I think things can always be worse. Therefore, you must strive to make it better. Mm. And the only way to do that is by getting your your voice out. Now, ideally, what would be the perfect thing is whether independent or any other party, there should be someone eventually that actually goes into government and does what they started out for. They started out to make the place better and to work for the people. So at the end, instead of just thinking, right, I want to get my third house furnished, so I'm going to claim for this you know, they always seem to end up going down the same track. And ideally, there'd be someone there that we could vote for that would make a bigger stand, that would be more of a protest, and actually get something done.
0: Do me a favour both you. Wait there for a second. I have to go to a break. The number's 87 zero eight. Do you believe people should be... Well, I'm using the word for... James is right. That's not a good word. Do you believe voting should be compulsory? I.e., if you don't turn up at the polling station... Now, you can spoil your vote if you want to, but if you don't turn up at the polling station um, and you're registered to vote, then you get a fine. I was just reading a horrendous story during the break there. Sorry, Anthony and Fern. I'll just share it with you by the way um, mm-hmm. in Spain um, let me see yeah. teenager nineteen sues the health trust for two point five million after DNA tests reveals she was swapped at birth by mistake.
2: Oh, oh my uh, God
0: okay, oh my on the God. same day, two babies were born underweight and placed in incubators before being handed then to the wrong parents. Both women have been informed, so both of those children are nineteen now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I, I said to Ruth, okay, 19, they're adults now, you know, they can decide what to do themselves, right? But uh, hopefully they'll sue the Spanish authorities and they're both suing for 2.5 million, right? But could you imagine if, say, they were 13 and the state Ooh. comes along to you, Fern, and says, it's um, oh, not really your son, by the way, that's your son over there, and their son is actually yours, you just need to swap back. What? I mean, legally, where would you stand? You would but, have no uh, right. that would be mad.
4: It must have been a little bit confusing, though, because surely genetics would have shown up. Like, well, the so only way have... they
0: found out was the daughter, at nineteen, decided to do one of those online DNA tests.
4: Mm-hmm. But like you, you know and and mean, found like, out
0: she wasn't. She, uh, um she a decade later that uh, she took a DNA test and found out that she wasn't related to her own parents.
4: Oh Jesus! But like, surely the parents would have had some indication. I mean, no, you know, probably you're, not. You're,
0: no, no you, no, you don't. Because here's the thing: I was adopted, right?
4: Hmm.
0: <coughs> Excuse me. I was adopted, and all my life people used to say, "Ah, you're the image of your ma," or "You're the image of your dad." People say those things, and and then you start to believe it. Yeah. Do you understand well, what I'm you saying? Can, so you, yeah. you don't know.
4: It's it's that phenomenon when you see you can see faces and things that don't have faces, like flowery curtains and whatever. You you do kind of automatically. Ah, uh, now they do look like you. But then there's other things as well. It's not Mrs. Now, don't get me wrong.
0: If you had roared in red hair or something like that, or, or you were yeah. black and your parents were white, there might be an issue. But, yeah, but it's I'm it's just saying. But
2: Niall, that Niall, that doesn't apply either. Like, I mean, people were saying that about Prince Harry all the time. Oh, and James Hewitt was his father, because Diane had an affair with James Hewitt and he had red he hair. Does, he They're does look like James Hewitt. <laughs> And all Diana's brothers have red hair.
0: Yeah, he is. In fairness, he's the so, image James used. Not,
4: not only that, you can't really use the royal family to compare for anything when it comes to normalcy. Yeah, now,
2: because if they're pedigrees. Go, what about <laughs> we talk about the sheep in the field, So, and they have their baby lambs, and there could be hundreds in the field, and the baby lamb will know its own mother, and the mother will know her own lamb out of hundreds in the field.
0: But they're not all the same. They look the same to us. Just would like man. we look would, the same to them. Like That's not an answer.
4: <laughs> but then, as well as that, like, if, now, fair say, if their two babies were, like, down the end of the road, living within sight of each other, I'm sure that surely the parents would cop on by then. But, yeah. um, no,
0: where would they cop on?
4: But, like, if you come on, like, you know, like, for example, now, my youngest is shockingly like my sis, older sister. She's not, My elder sister's 19 years older than me. And my mum says it's just. It's shocking. They even have the same walk. They walk the same way. You know, it's so like this. I
0: I don't know whether that's I'm not suggesting it's all in your head, by the way. But what I'm saying to you is Mm. there's a possibility, of course, that she could walk like your sister or she might have the same mannerisms as her mother or father. But that's just a lot of that can be nurture rather than nature.
4: It could. Yeah. Yeah, So do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But my sister is 19 years older than me. So how my daughter ends up having the same walk?
0: I don't think you'd know unless there was something startling, like a massive, a massive different hair colour or something, or something, or something that was startlingly different.
4: Things like there's mannerisms as well. The fact that my both of my daughters have picked up their father's unfortunate habit of grandstanding. Yeah, but see, here's
0: the thing: in Ireland and England, no. we'd have a better chance of spotting that. And I'm sorry, I got off on a tangent yeah. now, got away with the original topic, but. In places like Spain, say, where nearly everybody has black hair or dark hair, dark brown or black hair, right, Mm. and look much more similar, it would be a lot more difficult. And I don't mean to be, I'm not trying to be racist or stereotyping here, but generally speaking, Spanish people have very dark hair. Irish people, we tend to be a mix and match of blondes, brunettes, dark hairs, you know, redheads. Mm. We're a bit of everything. The same with the British Mm. as well. Whereas, generally speaking, you know, in Spain and places like, you know, any of the Latin countries as well, you know, people tend to have the same hair colour. Or And what I'm saying to you is, it wouldn't be as easy to spot it at birth, is the point I'm making.
2: Yeah, you're right there. Neil. And what about countries like, we'd say, like Japan or China? And I mean, I'm not being racist, but Everybody ah, yeah, I now. <laughs> <laughs> no, like no, no, no. See, here's... No,
0: that that's a myth. That's... Of course, Chinese people look different to Western people, of course. I'm not denying that. But, but generally are. speaking, that's... People say something, say the same thing about black people or white people. Oh, We all look the same or they all look the same. They don't... They, they know the difference between uh, each oh other. Oh. The same with Chinese people. I'm sure they know the difference as well. You might because you don't... are not used to seeing Chinese people. Anyway, then we got off on a tangent. Let me get back to the voting. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm gonna come back to that again. I think it's a really interesting topic by the way. Not about the Chinese people yeah, and everybody else. Yeah, yeah. James, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, James?
1: How's it going
0: now? How's it going, James?
1: <laughs> interesting topic.
0: Yeah, well no, that was just something completely different that I spotted in the news there during the break. I mean imagine finding out. James, you've just had four little ones. Yeah. How old is your oldest? She'd be eight and right, perfect. Could you imagine if the hospital rang right. you and said uh, hello, Mister. Whatever your face, I don't even know your second name. Hello, James. And you go all right. And, and and they said, well, listen, your your little—it's a daughter you have, isn't it? Eight, yeah, yeah. Yeah, your little daughter Mary. I don't know how to say this to you. We need you to come in and have a chat. We made a bit of a mistake. It's not your daughter. We have your daughter here. She's with another couple. You need to swap back. No,
1: they wouldn't be getting it back. No.
0: Okay, but now now you're in a quandary and you're saying to yourself, you and your missus are saying, But that's our child over there. We don't want to yeah, give we don't want to give this one away, but that's also our that's our child. Our blood.
1: That, yeah, but I've eight years of craft and invested and in love and affection into the non biological child, but she's still my child. I'd still love her like my daughter. I wouldn't feel any different about her. I probably would want to have a relationship with the other child. Just purely because that actually is our child, and vice versa, you probably they probably want to get to know their own actual physical child. But would it be it for swapping them back? No.
0: See, legally you probably wouldn't have a choice.
1: I know. It'd be some oh, car. It'd be
0: some car case, would not it? Be some crack.
1: No, and fight to it now. No,
0: there's
1: hmm. not a chance of be given her back. But she's she'd be my daughter.
0: Well, she'd be worth three million as well, so that'd be all right, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, James. Getting back to the voting. Sorry, we're going off on a tangent again. I mean, should people be uh, compelled to vote by law?
1: I don't think so. I think it's a bad idea. It sounds good on the face of it, but when you think about think about the average person uh, and how politically they are informed.
0: Yeah, you I'm know, thinking about the,
1: that. The, the, think about the average guy in the street you speak to who is non political youths. To about 80 percent of people, they I would are pretty non
0: They wouldn't have, I actually only spoke to Ruth about this today. We were talking about the fact that because we work on radio, we hear about everything that's going on and we're talking mm-hmm. about stuff. But the average person on the street couldn't give a shite.
1: Yeah, and it's very misinformed now.
0: Once it doesn't affect their life too radically.
1: Yeah, they don't give a damn, you know, as long as the taxes don't go too high, they have enough to see their families, pay their bills. I think most people are pretty content, so they don't engage uh, only when stressful times. Unless
0: they catch the 6-1 news or something.
1: Yeah, exactly. But during the sessions, you see an uptake in democratic votes because, obviously, people are angry and want to express that anger. I, I
0: I do believe there's a better understanding of politics in the country and the general population over the last 10 years.
1: Yeah. Possibly. Do you think so? Do you think a lot of people are misinformed? They think they know, but they don't really know when you actually... Yeah,
0: they all have an opinion.
1: Yeah, but an opinion doesn't mean facts, no. Mm. You know? Opinions are like bumholes, man. Everyone has one. You know? (laughs) It does does not mean it's correct. Okay, so
0: why, why do you think... So you think by forcing people to vote, you're forcing people who know very little about politics to vote for the wrong person?
1: Well, I think people would fall for symbolism because I think people are very symbol-minded and cheap, mm. three-word slogans. That seems to be the way people actually vote by what they see in a poster. Yeah, famous. like
0: the end of Kenny's five-point plan. Mm.
1: Exactly. The people can or keep the recovery going. Yeah, yeah. You know, v- very, very short build back,
0: Build That's back catchy. better.
1: Better, exactly. Very, very <laughs> short, catchy slogans that stick in the brain. So, like, and then you'd come down to the common denominator. And then especially, I think it'd be sort of, it'd come down to just absolute nonsense now. Making people feel good, not about what's right, but what makes people feel good and happy. Oh yeah, I vote for that because it sounds nice.
0: Fair na- enough. Yeah. Okay, sorry, let me get back to Fair and Fair that's a good point, isn't it?
4: It is, but at the same time, like I have absolutely little to no talent or capability for languages. And yet, because I had to study them for my Leaving cert and because I had to participate in it, I actually paid attention and studied. It may be the same thing with politics. If someone has to pay attention to them... Uh, really, has
1: you know, I just think politicians are very uncharismatic people. They're, they're very boring. They say it's uh, a it, pop culture for ugly people. Leo's <laughs> 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 not boring. You know, that's a, he is. He's very boring. Oh, a hey, oh, Leo, he's
0: Leo's a good-looking lad. Do
1: you think he so? Well? well, I mean, I mean end end if I was, if I was I gay,
0: know. but I'm not gay, but he is a good-looking lad.
1: Do you
0: know what I'll give him? He's in good shape. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: not, I mean, who else? Today. Okay,
0: well, let me let me get a female perspective on this. I, I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of a good-looking female. I, don't, I can't think of any offhand.
2: He wasn't in good shape no, when well, he was he? on that health show. Do you remember they said he had the metabolism of a man 20 years old? Oh, well, yeah.
0: Well, he did. He's changed his image over the last four or five years. He's kind of, he's toned up himself. But, but sorry, Fern, uh, we'll just from a female Martin's point of view. Next. Yeah. Hall Martin. Desert Island. Yes or no?
4: Oh hell no! But I have. I'm I'm sorry now, but like uh, I don't think their looks really should come into it, though, should it? But
0: it does. It was Simon Coveney. What about Simon Uh, Coveney? But
4: but then this is just it. I never voted for anyone for what they look like when I did.
0: Well, you might not, but research has shown that people go into polling stations, as James pointed out, who aren't very educated when it comes to politics. I'm not suggesting Mm -hmm. they're not educated, but not educated in politics, and they look at the polling card, and they, and this is true. They go for the colourful, nice picture.
4: Mm-hmm. Ah, but you know what? That's like going into a restaurant and choosing a meal depending on the picture. And you have no idea what's in there. A lot
1: of people do because people are visual.
2: Oh, I people don't know are all very easy that.
1: to manipulate by uh, visual effects.
2: I didn't know all about that. Mary Harney got in. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> the, <that's> yeah, <laughs> the end the that's stuff I helped. No.
2: I won't say any more than that. So irony. If by looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you see, I think there's a big problem in this country
1: with transfer votes, personally.
0: Mm. people are texting him by the way the good looking politicians can I mention as well that I've noticed this before myself Simon Coveney and Padder Tobin not only look alike although Padder's a little bit smaller he's probably like a compact version he's like Simon Light so Padder Tobin and Simon Coveney actually sound the same have you ever listened to the two of them they sound identical (laughs) Padda told me. is a nice fella. Padder the hug. God bless him. He's a he's a lovely fella. Uh, but but uh, is there anybody in particular, friend, in, in politics that you say was attractive?
4: I, yet again, I mean, I I look being perfectly honest with you, I haven't really paid that much attention. I literally just go for what I know that they've done for. If a politician has done something good for my own family, myself, my situation, if I know they've helped out the community, I go by that rather than yeah. just following yeah. the thing. Because that's, that's what I did the last time I voted.
0: What, what about you, James? Is there any female politicians that you think are attractive? Holly Cairn, no. she's an attractive young lady.
1: Do you know this one? She uh, was pro- well, she's
0: the, she's a young politician, yeah. I suppose.
1: Who, who's the female politician that led the uh, pro-choice campaign? She was very involved. She
0: would have been, like, one of the main faces. Oh, man. she was a Social Democrat. Ruth Coppinger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
0: God. <laughs> no, I'm only asking. Oh, no. No, I'm just saying.
1: Pinegill, Oh, Pinegill. <laughs> um,
0: oh, the, the, the one that's gone now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah she she wasn't yeah. voting the last time around. Case. Case, yeah. That's um, it, yeah. Uh, it's gone out of my head. Pinegill. Hey, Ruth, quick, it's gone out of my head. Case. Cato Connell, Cato Connell. that's it, yeah. Okay, yeah, she okay. She was, she was beautiful alright okay I'm glad, I'm glad to hear <laughs> so, here, so the point you're making is that people might go for somebody they find attractive and not go for somebody they find less attractive be they male or female is that, is that the point you're making
1: yeah like yeah. and then you know with the older ladies what was it with Bertie they loved his soft blue eyes remember we were actually discussing about Bertie getting, going back into politics and, all, and some lady rang up and said but I love his eyes he has soft blue
0: eyes ah god bless him yeah yeah you know he was and a then, nice man Bertie he was an asshole. But, Yes, banner, yeah. I thought, I actually liked Bertie No,
1: you only liked him because of the. You, I know why you liked him, no. He was going to help you
0: you know why no, well okay yeah. no, 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 I'm, going to be, I'm completely transparent and honest about it he was very obliging and he didn't do anything wrong by the way can I just point out um, at the time I had a temporary radio licence going back in the, the the early part of 2000 and I wanted to try and apply for a full licence and there was one supposed to be coming up with the Broadcasting Authority and I asked him on my behalf would he ask mm-hmm. the Broadcasting Authority would that licence mm-hmm. become available and he did that and said sorry no Niall they not but at least he tried for me and that, that's yeah, all so he just made a right. representation
1: yeah but wasn't asking for favours yeah and I think he was trying to do it for his own benefit think about it a political show okay that would be quite favourable towards him because he got the basically the wheels rolled he greased the wheels
0: no he didn't problem. do anything wrong he, he, he no, wouldn't he wasn't, he wasn't lobbying on my behalf
1: No, nah, yeah. I'm not saying he'd done it wrong but I'm saying maybe he'd done it for his own benefit in the long run thinking you know you reap what you sow
0: so mm. He, he what? by the, he was, the way, can I just point out he had he was finished as Tea Shook and everything at this stage, by the way, he was yeah, yeah. he's an He's he's an opportunist now, clear. He
1: is an opportunist now You
0: know
1: what he uh, when the ship is sinking the rats jump
0: first. But he but he was a popular guy. He was a, People saw him as and, and a people's person. Yeah,
1: and that's exactly my point now. Look at the damage he'd done to the country. He shot Well, he
0: wasn't on his own in the damage, man. was he? No,
1: he wasn't on his own. But no. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Still to this day, after the misery that that man's policies have well, helped to inflict on this country, you still think, but he was a
0: nice guy. It's a fair point, Fern, isn't it? That we, we sometimes look at the person and not the politics. Yeah, I
4: mean, at the end of the day, we're... Human beings can
0: be quite shallow. Yeah, yeah. Anthony, would you would you ever look at the person, and not the politics? Always oh, the person I'd look at first,
2: yeah, but, and then I'd look at the politics. But I, I can see James's point as well because I can remember when that crap program used to be on. I used to call it the Witch's Covering Midday that used to be on TV Three. Right, you know, it was like their cheap version of Loose Women. Yeah, and the women on the panel anyway were saying. Oh, who in politics would you fancy? And this was a good few years back now before he did come into power. Leo Bracker. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. I was saying to myself, if only they knew a couple of years down the line. They're barking up the wrong tree there, there. I got it wrong.
0: He's, he's already counted for. All right, yeah. listen. I, I, I got to take a break. Listen, James. Thank you very much, and Farron as well, and, and Anthony. Um, the majority of people who texted him, by the way, didn't believe it was a good idea. I thought it maybe wasn't such a bad idea. Compulsory voting. Voting. Somebody says, "Hi." They should do a spitting image of our government. The leader can be the, uh, Game of the Frog. But what a lookalikes is rich. Uh, no uh, one party will ever empower on the their own third party. Had to come together to make a government. I'm blind; uh, they do nothing for me, says Tony. I always vote, but I'm painfully aware that uh, consent can be manufactured through media promoting uh, emotional narratives, as demonstrated in the last three social referendums. Says Dara. Yeah, well, the referendums certainly were dictated by by social media, without a shadow of a doubt, Dara. And I would completely agree with you on that. And I believe the last two referendums were completely unfair, and the government weren't impartial. And I believe governments should be impartial when it comes to referendum. <laughs>